Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So, I would say I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. And I know that this has been a really hard, you know, week since the last time that, you know, I put out a tape or put out a video. Um, it's, it's rough. It's a situation where we are dealing with a whole lot of fear. We're dealing with more of what we don't know than what we do. I mean, this is like real hard hat stuff. And it is a time when one, it's a difficult time for everyone. It is an especially difficult time for empaths. And all that stuff that I talked about in the other videos, all of those things, the tools to be able to bring that into more of a controlled place, now is the time to use that stuff. Because this is, I mean, this is pretty bad. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. We need to learn how to manage this. It is a flood of emotions, of fear, of anxiety of, you know, fearing that, you know, you're not going to have enough to survive or to take care of yourself. And so we're seeing all of these, you know, runs to the store and people buying up tons of toilet paper and which, which it, it kind of throws me off as to why toilet paper in particular, because I mean, if the illness had like a bowel aspect to it, I could understand people were worried about, you know, well, maybe their toilet paper is going to run out. But I mean, I don't know. People do weird things when they get panicked. So, um, yeah, but that mentality that I've got to protect me and mine and, and, yeah, I'm all on my own. There's a lot of that mentality out there. And that can be traumatizing for people who are sensitive to the emotions of others. So. How do we manage it? Well, the first thing we need to do is remember who we are. To remember that we're stronger than we think. To remember that we are more capable than we have ever had to be. That no matter how much is required of us, we can meet that. And that we can control and decide we can't control what is happening, but we can control how we respond to it. And it's really a scary time. And there have been scary times before, maybe not this scary, maybe not this globally scary. And we can still do this. Nobody is alone. We're not alone in this. And so by focusing on the things that we can do as opposed to the things that we can't, that is a way that we can be able to manage this. And as I said, this is going to be an extra rough time for empaths because not only are you dealing with your own fear and your own anxiety and your own concerns, but you're feeling it for everybody else. And it is radiating like, you know, a speaker at a rock concert. It's hard not to get caught up in it. I have trained for a long time and brought my empathy down to a place where I can have it as a tool that I utilize. And it's even been a little bit of a challenge for me. 
So I had to just hunker extra hard onto that, lock it down. So when you can reach that point, even if you can only lock it down a little bit, that's better than nothing. And it is what we need to do in order to be able to, one, take care of ourselves, and two, take care of those we love. It is not about what it is that you don't have or what it is that you don't control. It's about deciding, okay, I've got this situation. How can I make the best of it? How can I be able to hold on to myself, hold on to who I am? and not get sucked in to mass hysteria and mass panic. Well, part of that is going to your core, going to your center. If you're a person of faith, go to your spirit, go to your prayers, go to your spiritual practices. Utilize those, tap into that to remember that you're not alone. If you are very you know, logically minded and very analytical, yes, you can be able to look at the numbers and look at how things are going, but realize that everything has, you know, it's got the incline, the peak, and then it goes down. It's going to get worse before it gets better, and it is going to get better. We will move through this, and the more we're able to focus on all right, this is something to be managed. This is how we're managing it. Then it will move through a lot more gently and a lot more easily. If you are in an area that is requiring either sheltering in place or, you know, actual, you know, quarantines, it's best to cooperate. We need to cooperate with that because part of the reason that this thing spreads is when people get together and start spreading it between themselves. And now understand shelter in place. And I want to address this because people think, oh my God, I've got to stay inside all the time. No, you don't. You can go out into your yard. You can go out into your garden. Um, according to most of the orders, as long as you are like six feet away from people, if you want to take a walk, if you want to take your dog for a walk, then you can do so. Just don't get right up next to anybody. And it's important to know that you can go outside, that you can get fresh air, that you can get sunlight. It isn't about, you know, us locking ourselves into, you know, just nothing. And hey, Luna. Yes. Yeah, she's been awesome. Well, and it's interesting because my pets understand that something's going on. They understand that there's a something that's different. And most animals will, most pets will, when their owners are upset, when their owners are stressed out, when there's a change to the routine, animals notice it. And sometimes, you know, they'll get clingy. Sometimes they'll say, Hey, you know, I need to be reassured. And at other times they realize, Hey, this person, my human being needs comfort and reassurance. So, you know, they'll kind of get up next to you. Luna seems to kind of figure I can handle it. So she's just kind of wandering in and out as she normally does. My dog, Sam is a little bit more clingy feeling that, you know, he needs to he needs to know his pack leader is okay. 
And so he will make sure that, you know, he's around me, that he can see me. And as long as I'm okay, then, you know, he'll go and he'll take a nap. So, you know, let your pets kind of help you out with that and, you know, let them comfort you and realize that you're going to be okay. They need you to know that you're going to be okay. And they're going to want to make sure that that's how it works. And, you know, of course, you know, Luna's concern for me comes second when the camera comes out. So she likes to get up in the camera. But the idea that there are tools that we can use for empaths, you know, go to whatever it is that grounds you. Again, you know, we talked about that last week. Go back and review that video. You can go to what grounds you and put yourself into that energetic frequency. If it's stones, if it's water, if it's looking at a candle, or, you know, if it's hearing a particular type of music, whatever it is that grounds you, go for that. And that works for even people who are not empathic. Being able to find that eye of the storm, because we're in the storm. Finding the eye of the storm lets you have a break. It lets you be able to take a breath and it allows you to be able to get your feet back under you. This is a difficult, difficult time. And what we need most to do is not allow our emotions to take over, not allow our fear to take over our little mental counsel. You know, I've talked before about like the little mental counsel. And all of the aspects of myself have a seat. My higher self, my lower self, my fear, my anger, my love, my compassion, um, all of them. But they only get one vote each. And the collective me, my conscious me, I lead the council. But each one is going to try to persuade me that I need to do what they, you know, what they think best for the empath, it's, well, you know, the best way through this is to feel everything. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to be selective in what we feel. And we are going to not buy into feelings that do not help us move forward, that do not promote a productive direction to what we want to do. Because there are things that we can get done. There are things that you know, you can check in on family and friends, call them up, see how they're doing. You can be able to check in on your neighbors. And, you know, because sometimes the best thing that can happen is for someone to get a call when they're scared and they get to talk about it. Now, I'm also a reverend. Ah, do not make noise. <laughs> yes, the phone is making noise. Everything is making noise. But, um, I thought I'd turn that down. Go away. So, the idea that what we need to do is kind of, it goes against the gut reaction because the gut reaction is to go into panic mode. We can't go into panic mode. We've got to be able to hold on just enough, even if it's just holding on for the people around you who need you to, um, who need you to be able to hold it together. And think of the things that you can do. Think of the things that can occupy you. If you're in a shelter-in-place situation, then find things to occupy your mind. Find things to 
you know, that, hey, you know, gee, I always wanted to, you know, binge watch Game of Thrones from the beginning, or I've always wanted to, there's a book that I've been meaning to read. There are ways to manage this where you can make that time productive for yourself. And maybe you've got an instrument, musical instrument that's been sitting in the corner gathering dust. This is an excellent opportunity to learn how to play it. Pull up a YouTube video that talks about how to play whatever it is and run with it. By redirecting ourselves, by redirecting our, our intentions, by redirecting our attention, we can be able to create an opportunity not just to find balance in that moment, but to be able to move forward and to have something maybe that we didn't have when we first started it. So if you are really feeling intensely the things that are, are going on, and one of the other things that can happen is that, you know, sometimes if people have old wounding, then they can start flashing back into that old wounding. Maybe it's something that you figured was resolved. Maybe it was a childhood trauma. When the field is filled, when the energetic field is filled with intense emotion, one of the things that can happen, especially for empaths, is that other emotions that match that suddenly start coming up to the surface, into our memories. And yeah, that can be really hard and it can be very traumatizing. So if you're experiencing that, if you are experiencing some sort of a flashback onto an old trauma, get help. Talk to somebody. There are people you can talk to and you can be able to get the help to work through it because the upside of that is if that's coming up to the surface, that means there's an opportunity to work with it. There's an opportunity to deal with it and remove it for good. So just keep that in mind. It, it's really hard to stay centered and not fall into those, you know, those pitfalls where we get caught up in a moment. It's like getting sucked into a whirlpool and you know, well, actually, it's it's more like getting caught in an undertow because what is the thing you're supposed to do when you get caught in an undertow? Don't resist. Just flow with it. If you try to fight it, you'll exhaust yourself and then you won't be able to do anything. It'll, it'll take you down. But if you will flow with it, relax, do, don't try to resist it, but just acknowledge it. You can let it carry you, but that doesn't mean you have to get stuck in it. If you're going through, you know, one of those really hard times, and if all of this has triggered up some really emotional times for you, then yes, do whatever it is you need to do in order to be able to get the help to process it. Don't try to bury it. Don't try to say, you know, I'm not feeling it. The worst thing anybody can do is deny a strong feeling because it will persist. What we resist will persist. So by just dealing with it straightforward and acknowledging it and finding that way to face it will allow you the opportunity to resolve it and to talk about it 
And now is a great time because a lot of people are not, you know, they don't have a whole lot else to do. So now may be a great time to sit and talk with somebody about the things that you've been going through. And if you're the one listening, yeah, listen consciously. Don't try to fix. Don't try to, you know, you don't have to know what to say. Just listen. Just be there. Often people will find their own answers. They just need a sounding board. So we can have an excellent opportunity to be there for one another without the distractions of having to go to work and do other things. Now is a time to focus and to focus on what it is that we can do to make this the best possible situation. Helping others is an excellent way to do that. Being there for people. You know, I live up in the mountains. And it's interesting because everybody was talking about how, you know, huge lines at the grocery stores and all of this. And, you know, and the little grocery store that's, you know, just a mile up the road, you know, people were going in, but pretty much it was basically normal. And the reason for that is because when you live in the mountains and when you live in the forests, you know, the idea of, a you know, you may be dealing with a forest fire, you may be dealing with, you know, rain that causes flooding. You may be dealing with, um, you know, mudslides or whatever, or sometimes our power goes out for days on end. So pretty much we're used to this type of thing. And so our perspective on it is a little bit different. There's not quite the panic because it's like, oh yeah, this is a thing. This is, you know, we're going to be, you know, stuck in the house for a few days, which happens when all the roads wash out. It's like, well, I guess I'm not going anywhere. So you learn to dig in and accept it as a possibility that you just account for that it's going to happen eventually. Now, this is all, you know, different. There's a different dynamic to it, especially because of the, in, you know, the viral aspect to it. The best way that you can manage this is get information. Now, in the description for this video are going to be links to the CDC and the World Health Organization. Um, please get your information from that. Do not follow something that is on Facebook. There was something on Facebook saying about, oh, well, for the first four days, it's in your throat. And, you know, if you gargle, then it'll be gone. No. And I'm also including a link to Snopes.com, which deals with debunking urban legends. They'll tell you if it's true. They'll tell you if it's not. They do the research. But if you see something posted, do not just automatically take it as true. Oh, well, if you eat lots of garlic, you know, you will, you know, it'll, it'll take care of it. Um, there was one thing going around that if you gargle with bleach, it will kill the coronavirus. No, it will kill you. There are people being admitted to hospitals because they've got mouth and throat burns because they tried to gargle bleach. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Yeah. If you see something posted as either a cure or a way to self-diagnose and the whole thing of holding your breath for 10 seconds and if you can, you don't have the coronavirus, that's not true either. Um, it's just not. And I, I'm Dr. Eileen because I'm an actual doctor. I am very happy that I'm a practicing chiropractor and because I deal with patients, I make sure I'm informed. And the places I go are not Facebook. 
It is the CDC. It is the World Health Organization. And so if you see something before you try it and Lord, before you pass it forward and say, oh, well, this is this is good. This is, you know, this will help. If there is nothing on that statement that says where that was tested, where that information came from, who created it, do not go into it. Do not follow it, please, for your safety and for the safety of others. If you're going to pass along information, make sure it is valid information that can be verified. So it is, you know, we can all get through this and we're going to get through this. It's, it's a serious situation, no doubt. And tragically, there have been deaths and there will probably be more. So all we can do is try to do the best we can to limit the spread first. And second, take care of ourselves the best way we can, which is, you know, staying home. You know, I mean, yes, staying hydrated is a good idea. You know, keeping yourself calm watching yourself, you know, don't assume that every sneeze is, you know, COVID-19. And if you are sneezing, you know, move to a separate part of the house, you know, stay quiet and, you know, do your best to stay calm. You know, laughter is one of the best things that we can do. And it's not just because it makes us feel good. And you can look all of this up. Laughter lowers blood pressure. It increases T cells, which are special cells that fight infection that are actually stimulated when we laugh. It allows us to expand our lung capacity. It helps lung capacity. It improves the sense of well-being. It allows us to calm down. It, you know, and as I said, it does help the immune system. So find some reasons to laugh. Watch things that make you, at the very least, giggle. But a good laugh will help. It's tough. And it is scary. No lie. And we can do this. We can get through this. We can support one another. We can be able to find a way through this and not get overwhelmed by either fear, hysteria, or despair. There's a lot of very, very smart people all over the world who are working round the clock to bring this under control. And as I said, if you're a person of faith, go with prayer. Because it does matter. It does help. And every good thought that can go out into the world right now is a very good thing. Comfort those who are scared. Help out where you can, you know, in whatever way. There's lots of ways that people are helping one another out. Find one. And take care of yourself. And don't let stories of what could be keep you from being able to find balance with what is. For all of those empaths out there, you transmit So if you get hysterical, you're going to transmit that fear. Clamp down on that. Be responsible for it. Breathe through it. Because an empath panicked will immediately start panicking everybody around them. You can do this. We can do this. And 
if there's any questions that you have, if there's any way that I can help with coping or coping mechanisms, please contact me. You can leave a message in the comments or you can reach me through my Twitter page and also through my Facebook page, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. So, hang in there. It's bad, it's going to get worse, and then it's going to get better. We can do this together. So, I will leave it at that. And, as always, wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and be well.